0: When the president comes to town, the cameras catch everything. They catch the second the plane touches down. We're now seeing the president of the oh, United States arriving officially on Arizona soil. To take off and all the action in between. Four, four years. Four, four years. I'm looking forward to a great rally with great people
1: and I'll never ever vote for anybody but
2: Trump.
3: The cameras miss what's happening while people wait hours and hours and hours to see the president. They also miss the lead up, what's going on behind the scenes in the weeks before and after Trump comes to town. It's a quiet, but really powerful movement.
0: So it's critically important that we make sure everybody who comes to one of these rallies uh, has their address updated, has their signature updated, that they're registered to vote as a
3: Republican. I'm Yvonne Wingett Sanchez, a national politics reporter for the Arizona Republic. And
0: I'm Ron Hansen, also a national political reporter. You're listening to The Gaggle, an AZ Central podcast where we keep you fully informed on the state's political news.
3: As we said in last week's show, Arizona will be a critical battleground in the 2020 election. Our status as a newly minted swing state means that Republicans and Democrats will be spending a ton of time in our state competing for your vote.
0: But how are they going to do it? What's their game plan for attracting voters, especially new or first-time voters? To fully answer this question, we're dedicating two weeks of our show to this. Next week, we'll examine the Democratic strategy to get out the vote. We are an every-year-everywhere party, and I firmly believe that we can not only win the presidency here, and we only lost by three and a half points four years ago, and frankly, we underinvested. Um, Let's be frank about that. We underinvested in Arizona. We're never going to make that mistake again. But this week, fresh off the president's visit, we're looking at how Republicans are working to get out the vote in our state.
3: To understand the Republican strategy here in Arizona, we're rewinding to the night before the president's visit. And they're preparing to train Trump supporters in how to register new voters and continue his movement. Rick Gorka is there. He's the communications director for the Republican National Committee.
4: I guess we could start at the beginning. It's always a good place with storytelling.
3: He starts telling us how Republicans were...
4: And we, and we were smoked in 2008 and 2012. Former President Barack Obama won both elections by decisive margins. How do you not look and see what the other side is doing and figure out how you could replicate, improve, and go forward? Obama's campaign was built on
0: community organizers. These were the people out at grocery stores asking you to sign petitions and organizing marches. They really cared about their community. And unlike other campaigns, including John McCain in 2008, which kick up organizers in cycles, these people worked year-round. So the energy never really stopped.
3: And now that's what Trump and Republicans are doing. And they're aggressively collecting data about potential voters, too.
4: So After the 2012 cycle, the RNC invested in this permanent data-driven ground game, which means that we have been invested in states like Arizona for multiple cycles and have not left. And the backbone of our operation is the volunteers that we train.
3: These volunteers are trained through a program called the Trump Victory Leadership Initiative. Republicans see this training and the volunteers who sign up for it as key to his success in 2020. Because if they can get people out to vote for Trump, especially new voters, that probably means those people will vote for the other Republicans down the ballot, too.
1: Arizona, you've had the best year, the most successful year that you've ever had in the history of the country. It's the best
0: year you've ever had.
4: There really isn't a lot of uh, opportunities for Republicans to carry a state if the president's not going to carry it.
0: So, essentially, it's this. If Trump wins, all Republicans win.
1: Arizona is on fire thanks to the leadership of President Trump with Governor Doug Ducey and the Republicans and the Senate and the House. People are living amazing. We are getting people off the sidelines.
0: And there isn't a bigger opportunity for these volunteers than when the president is in town.
1: It's great being here in the great state of Arizona.
4: Is that when the president comes to town, there is no bigger megaphone in the country. When Air Force One lands and the SEAL goes on the podium, that is the bully pulpit for a reason. And he brings attention and individuals out like nobody else.
3: What Republicans do is this. Before big rallies, they recruit and train volunteers and activists to be essentially what amounts to quasi-Republican staffers.
4: And each person has their own unique skill set. So they may be more inclined to recruit new volunteers. Maybe they like to do voter registration, maybe they like to do phones, maybe they like to do doors. Maybe they're more social and they like to host mega meetups, which is a a way for uh, somebody to open up their home or county office to bring folks in around big events like the rally.
3: So Republicans recruit volunteers to go through the Trump victory leadership training before a big rally. It's also called TVLI.
4: And contrary to popular opinion, Folks that go to rallies sometimes aren't registered to vote. I'm not sure how you're not a registered voter and and go to a rally. That seems a little bit counterintuitive, but it happens. Arizona has a lot of transplants. And Rick said it's pretty common for someone to move here and not update their voter registration. But so what we do is we train our our volunteers that are going to be working the line at the rally tomorrow to make sure that folks that are showing up to the rally are registered to vote and they're going to vote for the party uh, in November. Potential voters can register to vote with a volunteer, but they're also asked if they'd like to sign a petition too. Do you want to sign a petition on any number of issues? It could be, do you want to support the president on Second Amendment? Do you want to support the president on health care or immigration or any host of issues?
3: Those petitions ask people to fill out boxes, including their home addresses, their email addresses, and their phone numbers.
4: There are over 3,000 points of information on every single voter in our file. And this is both consumer and publicly available data. So we're a lot more complicated than our age, our sex, our who we're married to, where we live, our, our socioeconomic status. Are we renters? Are we homeowners? We're a little bit more complicated than that. You know, it's about what we buy on Amazon or what we're searching on Google or you know, whatever. If you belong to a health club or not, you know, are you uh, what magazines you subscribe to? There's a lot of data out there that makes us who we are.
0: And here's the deal. Once the Republican Party has that information, they can use that to target ads to that particular voter. And they're looking to expand who is considered a
4: potential voter as well. For, for the most part, it, there's a, a chunk of voters who have never been involved in the process, or maybe were those Reagan Democrats from the, the mid-80s that have been off the grid ever since. Um, they may be just Democrats that are now going to vote for Donald Trump because that's their guy now, you know?
1: And that is why millions of registered Democrat voters are leaving their party to join our movement. They're joining our great Republican Party in droves. You see it all the time. I just spoke to some of your leaders. He said, this is unbelievable what's happening. This is unbelievable.
4: So we need to find out who those individuals are, make sure that we're running it through our data operation, that we now have the, the most accurate data that we have uh, to be able to, to contact those voters as we move forward.
3: So one really good example of this targeted marketing is with a woman we met. Her name was Edie Tony. She's a registered Democrat who did not vote in 2016. But she got an email from the Trump campaign about the rally, so she decided to go. Ultimately, she now plans on voting for him.
2: Why the change? Because I like what he's done in the office so far.
3: What do you Uh, like about what he's
2: done? I like that he's up front. I mean, he, I know it sounds tacky, but he's not covered up with political correctness. I mean, you know where you stand when he talks about something? Um, and I like that. I, I do. I'm so tired of having politi- politically correct shoved down my throat. Edie said she
3: cared a lot about illegal immigration and securing the border. Her concerns were reflected in Trump's messaging.
2: I'm also uh, very much against sanctuary cities. Uh, I, I don't understand how that's even allowed. And we've started the big wall right
1: in Arizona. We built a lot of wall. That's a big one. Thankfully, Arizona has banned sanctuary cities. And with a Republican majority in Congress, we will ban them in every state in America.
0: Well, Edie wasn't the only Democrat at the rally. I met a woman named Nancy. She was 70 years old and immigration was another policy issue where she felt more in line with Trump's view than with the Democrats.
2: But uh, for me, um, you know, particular issue was mainly uh, the immigration, the border wall was very important. I came from California, and uh, it's uh, really ruined our state in many ways. And I'm not against immigration in any way. Uh, We've got great immigrants, but um, I grew up in the Uh, an agricultural area of California, and uh, I saw a lot of mistreatment of immigrants. Um, So I, I have compassion for that, but I just think there's a time and place where we need to kind of halt the flow.
0: For Edie and Nancy, the Democratic Party that they were once familiar with is no longer there. The point is, Trump is picking up these kinds of people, and they're feeling heard and frankly, empowered, and they're spreading that energy now to other people as well.
2: I have a lot of friends that are school teachers, and um, I just try to talk to them about the issues. You know, let's put Trump's personality aside. Let's talk about the issues and and what, you know, what really is best for our country. And uh, I'm trying to get into dialogue with that and, and try to support some of the local politicians as well.
3: It's not hard to see how this strategy can work. It's already worked with people like Nancy and Edie and a lot of other voters we met. And like Rick said, thousands of volunteers have been trained through TVLI during the 2020 cycle. Republicans have a goal of activating and engaging 2 million volunteers nationwide.
4: Uh, We want to create the largest ground game that's ever been put forth uh, because that's the type of effort it takes to win nationally. Uh, But it's also because we have the money and the time to do so. We have the luxury in 2020 of running the incumbent campaign, which allows us to focus specifically on November as opposed to what the Democrats are going through is a pretty divisive and can be long, drawn-out primaries. The volunteers, of course, work for free. Some will spend 5 to
0: 10 hours a week. Others will put in somewhere between 30 to 40 hours a week.
4: You get a lot of bang for your buck when you can train uh, an individual that goes to the TVLI which is a multi-week training program with goals and metrics that they have to achieve in order to graduate. But in addition to its cost effectiveness, Rick thinks this
0: neighbor-to-neighbor approach will work a lot better than out-of-state staffers trying to convince people. And it's opening the door to new community building around shared values, which is a lot different than the lead up to 2016 when many supporters were closeted.
4: If there's an individual talking to you at your door or wherever they happen to be about issues that matter to them, and maybe it's about the president, you're gonna not only have a connection with them because you know them, they look like you, they sound like you, they maybe go to the same church, school, whatever it happens to be, there's some familiarity. You parachute someone like me in from out of state, who's red in the face because he finally saw sun for the first time in months, it doesn't really have the same power and the same level of connection.
3: That connection aspect is very important. One thing we heard over and over again at the rally was people were simply showing up to feel the energy and to be a part of it.
0: So I already do support him. He obviously come in local here to us. Uh, So I see the energy of the crowds that he draws in. So I just want to be a part of that.
2: Plus, this is cool. I mean, I'm in my 60s and it's the first time I've ever done anything like this
0: before. And for these voters, they also feel a huge connection personally to Trump.
2: But I became so inspired uh, by Trump and the Trump movement and what that stood for. And I just, he resonated with me. It's like he spoke to me. And I know that sounds very egotistical, but I just uh, felt for the first time, I, I really connected with a politician. His
0: supporters see him more like a friend who's like them and does great things for everybody.
3: Um, I've seen like, uh, what he's done for the black community. I've seen what he's done for uh, Latinos and everything like that. So it's pretty, you know, inspiring to see that. And, you know, at, at the beginning, I watched CNN and how everyone said he was racist. And then I'm seeing him, like, just hanging out with, you know, one of us. <laughs> they also see in him someone who is going to protect capitalism and the Second Amendment. What are you hoping to hear from him today?
1: Hammering Bernie, hopefully, today, and a socialist.
3: Why is that important to you?
1: Because this country is important to me. And if if we don't wake up, we're going to lose this country. I think Arizona is one of the last free states, um, particularly when it comes to the Second Amendment. And um, that's why I'm moving here, because I feel like California's lost
0: lost cause.
3: And they see Trump as someone who puts them first. They're now in the club. and They're no longer feeling like they're left alone on the sidelines
0: you know a lot of the uh, people on the left they don't put us first they put all the democrats on legals and you know people who don't contribute to our society first so that's important to me
1: now you have a president who is standing up for america and we are standing up for the people of arizona and ladies and gentlemen of arizona the best is yet to come
0: and when it comes to energetic Loyal and lasting support, well, that matters.
1: We voted for him every
0: time.
3: Every time? Okay. Thank you.
1: We're going to vote for him every time. Anyway, all the time.
3: Okay. Thank you. Republicans are hoping that the impact of this program outlasts the 2020 cycle. They hope to essentially leave the state with organized people who are trained to be re-engaged in future elections and will be able to help republicans cycles and cycles and cycles down the
4: road and they're the long-term uh future of this party as well especially in a state with arizona with, with such shifting demographics and and changes that you know new people moving in every single day it's how do you how do you stay on top of that and it's by having that permanent presence where people know how to engage and, and, and recruit and, and build that relationship it's 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 what's going to Help us keep Arizona red
2: because we want to not only keep Arizona great but keep America great so thank you all for being willing to be there spend your time register voters get new precinct committee men, and do the work in the trenches that is going to lead to huge victories and great uh, safety and security and prosperity and happiness and healthiness for Arizonans and for Americans across the board not just in 2020 but far 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 into the future. Thank you it's an honor to serve you to work with you and to work for
0: you. Regardless of how many potential voters registered last week, one thing is clear. The attention that Arizona is getting now, well, that's going to be with us throughout this election cycle. It is far from over. After all, we are now a swing state.
4: And that means that the Republicans and Democrats are going to be competing here to win. Um, And that just means that uh, there's going to be a lot more Air Force One visits, you know, that you're going to see a lot more of the family and the vice president. Um, You're going to, whomever the nominee is in the Democrats, I'm sure they're going to be blanketing the state as well.
3: And if you head to the next Trump rally, whenever that may be, Don't be surprised if you see people out there with red t-shirts on and clipboards gathering personal information and registering tons and tons of people to vote. After all, those simple exchanges, repeated over and over and over again, are the basis for the Republican strategy this election cycle.
0: That's how Republicans are doing it. What about the Democrats? What does their ground game look like? We'll have that in next week's episode of The Gaggle. That's why Arizona is part of our battleground buildup, where we're opening offices, hiring organizers. We had had 25 organizers on the ground last summer, the summer of uh, 2019, uh, as part of our organizing core initiative. And these are homegrown organizers, not folks parachuted in.
3: Don't miss a single episode of The Gaggle. If you're not already, subscribe to us in your app, We'll come at you every Wednesday with a new episode. And today, we're coming at you with two. Once you've listened to this one, go to our bonus episode with Congresswoman Ann Kirkpatrick. She sat down with
0: us exclusively to talk about her recent announcement that she is seeking help for alcohol dependence.
4: Well, I guess the voters will decide, <laughs> right? I mean, um, you know, it's, it's important to me to always be who I am and be open and honest. And and we've done that. And whether the voters want me to continue in my leadership role, they'll decide. Uh, um, But again, it's um, it's been eye-opening.
3: As always, thank you so much, Guggle listeners, for tuning in. Be sure to rate and review us five stars if you love us and share our show with a friend. Election season is in full swing and we're here to answer your questions and to keep you informed. Make sure to follow us. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Yvonne Winget.
0: And I'm at Ronald J. Hansen, and that's H-A-N-S-E-N. This episode was produced by Taylor Seeley and Marita Dominguez with oversight by Katie O'Connell. See you next week.